the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities taking place all across Silicon Valley. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Oh, hi. This is Carl Davis Jr. I'm your host, but I'm also the president of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where we help all small businesses start, finance, grow, and even exit their businesses. We're located at 25 North 14th Street, downtown San Jose, or you can reach us via the web at blackchamber.com. I got a good friend on the phone today that I've known for many, many years. And when I hear the word about entrepreneur and uh, community activist, I think of this gentleman. We have as a guest today, Mr. Dexter Vizanow of Cybertran. How are you doing, Dexter? Good morning. I'm doing great. Good to be on this show. Well, Dexter, I know when people get a chance to really dive into what you're doing with Cybertran, the first thing they're going to say is, who is Dexter Vizanow and how the heck did he get to be the CEO of Cybertran? Can you tell us a little bit about that, Dexter? Well, I'm the president of Cybertran International, and uh, we are going to manufacture ultralight well transit systems uh, for a global market. It's uh, disruptive technology, and that it's a tenth to a quarter of the cost of traditional transit systems with a zero carbon uh, footprint. Uh, the way uh, I got to the company is. Uh, I have a consulting business uh, where I specialize in working with companies that uh, want to do business uh, with the government. Uh, I, expert, uh, I have expertise in in, uh, in the business of government, and uh, so a lot of the projects that I get involved in uh, typically are uh, impacted by policy, uh, require a vote, uh, by a council, by a commission, uh, you know, supervisors, a uh, legislature, uh, projects like that. And it can run, uh, the gamut from, uh, the company could be, it could be a nonprofit and social services. It can be a technology startup. Uh, it can, they can have uh, a service that they provide. Uh, it, it kind of runs the, the full gamut. And so Cybertran was originally a, uh, a client of mine, and after working with them uh, for six months, uh, they made me an offer I could refuse, and uh, it took me six months to uh, to agree to that. And then uh, I was executive vice president uh, for a year, 
and now I'm running the company. Wow. Man, Dexter, you know, you mentioned something about, um, you know, consulting. And I, when I know a little bit about your history of being at IBM years ago, I think IBM sort of prepared you for that. What do you think about that? Absolutely. Um, actually, you know, when I uh, got out of high school growing up in San Francisco, um, I got hired at IBM uh, at the age of 19 in uh, 1970 and uh, in marketing uh, in downtown San Francisco, which, of course, is, you know, the Wall Street of the West. Uh, and uh, actually, it was uh, an affirmative action program uh, that uh, allowed for me to end up there uh, out of high school. And uh, I worked at IBM for uh, 22 years, started in the mailroom, eventually worked myself up to uh, management, uh, supporting uh, marketing uh, and administration. So I've been around marketing uh, for a long time, and I've been around the corporate world uh, for a long time. Left, left there for 22 years and started my own uh, consulting uh, company. After I left IBM, uh, one of the first clients that uh, I got uh, with my company to, to a contract with was with Alameda County, uh, and uh, I was a liaison between the Alameda County Board of Supervisors and their economic development agency. Uh, so thereby, uh, I got a, a background and uh, extensive background in economic development. Uh, and, um, you know, from there, uh, I, uh, I started getting other contracts, uh, working with, uh, getting contracts with the federal government and also then with uh, private companies. Man, Dexter, that's a that's a very rich career. You know, um, one of the things you said about marketing sort of almost made me laugh a little bit because, you know, you cut your teeth in marketing and promotions when you used to do uh, uh, nightclubs and parties and stuff in San Francisco. Matter of fact, when I was in San Jose, that's how I got my start. And everybody was saying, you need to be like Dexter Visitow. <laughs> they were telling me I needed to be like Carl. <laughs> Isn't that amazing, man? What a wonder, what a wonderful way to start, you know. But and uh, uh, the serious part of this is that when people hear about affirmative action, there are so many negative things that people have said about affirmative action. But just listen to this story: Dexter was a part of affirmative action just to get hired, but because of his gifts and his drives and his skills, he went from being in the mailroom to management. Those are the types of opportunities that we've always said that people of color are saying, hey, don't hand me down stuff. Just give me an opportunity and let me grow and be the person I'm, 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 uh, I can be one day. So that's a, you got an amazing story with that, Dexter. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, you know, just open up the door and I'll get it myself, you know. And so IBM did that. They opened up the door. It, it did have its, its set of challenges. Uh, I had to work hard to, uh, to get into, into management, but uh, I eventually did. And then the, the skills and the education that I got and the training that I got at IBM, uh, you know, uh, could never be taken from me. Uh, you know, it, it, uh, I absorbed uh, everything like a sponge. And uh, IBM, uh, you know, it's still a you know major uh, corporation, but at that time IBM was like like Google is today. Yeah. And and uh, working at at IBM, 
you're surrounded by highly educated and intelligent individuals, and that uh, when you're working in that type of environment, uh, their their work habits and and their work ethic uh, it, it rubs off on you. So uh, and and of course they were uh, emphasized uh, training uh, and education uh, all the time. So oh, we were okay. all learning and going to workshops and getting in seminars or being sent off, you know, uh, somewhere to get some uh, additional training. You had a development plan uh, and you worked on your development plan so you can move towards your goals of where you wanted to go within the company. And uh, it, it, it was just uh, in, invaluable. But well, that's the type of uh, really that model even though it was used then, it's really the motto of today. When companies talk about diversity and inclusion, that's exactly what we're talking about. Setting up a culture within that company that anybody who comes in that company can really grow and become all that they can be. As you said, they get their development plans. One of the challenges that Silicon Valley's having is not only hiring folks of color, but actually keeping them. So the, you know, sort of people leaving because there is no correct, quote, quote unquote, culture. But before we dive into that, Dexter, I want you to unpack some some wording you said. You call Cybertran an ultra light transportation system. What do you mean by ultra light? You know, give us a little bit of more information about that. We, we call the technology ultra light rail uh, transit uh, system. Uh, which is, uh, we have a trademark on it, uh, ULRT. And what separates our, our, uh, our transit systems from other light rail transit systems is that, uh, instead of a, we, a train, uh, we have, uh, vehicles that we distribute along the guideways. And the, and the, the vehicles on, on the order of, a, like, like a bus on rail. Mm-hmm. And, uh, by lowering, uh, the, weight of the system, you, you take a train, uh, and let's say, let's even take a train like uh, uh, BART or even VGA in, in, uh, in, in San Jose. You take one vehicle, you put 100, uh, 120 people on the vehicle, it's, a, it's 100,000 pounds, that, that vehicle, fully loaded. You take a system like BART and you have 10, 10, uh, 10 vehicles that make a train, well, that's a lot of weight, and and so it's it's the weight of the vehicles that drives the cost of the infrastructure. Mm. So you lower you lower the weight of the vehicle, you lower the the infrastructure. So our uh, we we hold uh, between twenty and thirty passengers uh, per vehicle, and we distribute that uh, load uh, along the guideway. So uh, our columns, our civil structures, uh, our, our, our guideways are all prefabbed off-site and, and then brought out into the field and, and put together almost like, uh, like our Legos, our, our uh, uh-huh. record set. So we can, uh, we can deploy a lot faster and uh, you, we lower the cost of the infrastructure. So you lower the cost of the system because... Transit uh, is, is very high. Uh, the cost of transit is very high, which is why it takes so long uh, uh, to get it and, and deployment uh, because they have to continue to go back to the taxpayer 
to, to get the taxes to pay for it. Uh, and the other thing about it is that it, it doesn't pay for itself. Uh, transit inherently is, is, uh, lo- loses money. Uh, you get, uh, like, uh, AC Transit here in, in the Bay Area. I think they recover, uh, maybe 15% of their operating and maintenance costs from the fare box. Uh, BART is pretty, pretty good. They're one of the best in the country. Uh, but they, they, uh, probably recover about 70% of the operating and maintenance costs, uh, you know, through the fare box. So, I mean, there, there's a 78 billion dollar backlog in transit system maintenance in this country and the the only way to pay for it is to raise taxes in the meantime we're all stuck in traffic with no end in sight until now we believe we we have a system that is not 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 only more affordable and less costly but less uh cost to operate and join the silicon valley black chamber of commerce and watch your business uh, grow participate in mixers webinars and training workshops to help start finance and grow your business all with the help of the chamber's certified small business development centers consultants for free that's right sign up for one-on-one help from a certified small business development expert advisor for free call 408 and now back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Singer, single parent. I was the oldest of two young boys. Uh, my father left when I was four. By the time I was five, I could tell you how to get anywhere in San Francisco on the bus because I had to be my mother's eyes for her. And so I grew up in the church. So I start my day off uh, by listening to this music, and this is one song that is uh, particularly of, uh, you know, very uh, interest to me and influential to me, and that's uh, Lord Do It, because uh, what mm. I'm working on is disruptive technology, and there's no shortage of those that uh, wouldn't li- uh, like to see it happen. But, you know, yesterday's uh, transit technology isn't serving us well today. Yeah. And so why would we be planning our tomorrow based upon yesterday's technology? We, we have to do something different. Everybody's stuck in traffic. I don't care who you are, whether yeah. you're black, white, rich, poor, Republican, Democrat, you're stuck in traffic and we've got to do something different. And that's what this is. Man, I'm I'm excited to hear even more about it, Dexter. And for those listeners who don't know, Dexter was one of our keynote speakers at our Bay Area Black Youth Techathon Finals that we held at Foothill College in Sunnyvale. And Dexter just wowed the kids when he talked about Cybertran. And you could see their eyes were just like wide open. Here's an African-American man talking about disruptive technology, talking about building a transportation Internet. Now, what the heck is a transportation Internet, Dexter? Well, our, our technology is uh, lo- low, medium, and high speed. It was developed by the federal government at the U.S. Department of Energy, and it's designed to go up to speeds up to 150 uh, miles an hour. Around town, we would be at uh, 35 miles an hour. In between cities, we would be at 80 miles an hour. And in between regions, we would be go up to 100 uh, 50 miles an hour. And so you think about it, you, you, you think about your car, your car, you can get in your car and you can drive from here to New York and never drive on dirt. 
because all the roads, all the bridges, all the highways, all the freeways are all connected. And so your vehicle could go anywhere that the road goes. So our vehicles go anywhere that the, uh, the, that the rail uh, goes. It's on demand, so it comes. It's not a scheduled train, so it comes when you call it or you buy your ticket. And then it's direct to destination because we turn around at every station. We don't have to go to the end of the line and turn around. So it's nonstop and it's on demand. No matter where you get on and no matter where you're going, it's 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 uh, direct to destination, nonstop. We're kind of like Uber on rail because mm. on uh, Uber you can when you call Uber, it comes when you get in and it takes you to your destination nonstop. Only you're stuck in traffic. With our system, you're on rail, so you're not stuck in traffic. Wow. Dexter, man, that's so exciting. How could people actually see how tri- how Cybertran works? Do you have like a website, a LinkedIn, or even any videos that people could actually see how it works? Yeah, there's uh, Cybertran.com, C-Y-B-E-R-T-R-A-N.com. Uh, we're also on YouTube. You can type my name on YouTube, Dexter, D-E-X-T-E-R. Vizinaw, V-I-Z-I-N-A-U, on YouTube. There's a video on there that explains it. Uh, Discovery Channel did some media on us. We've had uh, lots of news coverage, which is all on our website, and I can be reached on LinkedIn. Mm. So that's Dexter Vizinal, and I know people may say Vizinal is V-I-Z-I-N-A-U. Right, Dexter? That's correct. Now, Dexter was talking about um, this transportation Internet. And when I was looking at it, when I saw it at the Bay Area Black Youth Techathon, I saw how it worked. But I was really amazed at the fact that, you know, how it actually sort of took energy and gave it back to the grid instead of taking it away. And Dexter mentioned a little bit about it, but I want you to dive a little more into it, Dexter. How does that work? Well, we have the guideway, and we have the real estate along the guideway. So above the guideway, uh, we put canopies of solar systems throughout the full length of the guideway, and it generates a megawatt a mile. And uh, so it powers the system, uh, but it also, uh, we, because we generate eight times more energy than we consume, we feed energy back uh, to, to the grid. So we're distributing uh, manufacturing and distributing energy everywhere we go. So we will have storage on the vehicles, we'll have storage in the stations, and we'll distribute and, and, and uh, feed energy uh, back into the grid everywhere we go. Man, man, that's... It's, it's, that's a, power grid. it's a power grid with a transit system in it. Man, that's a, I mean, that's amazing, Dexter. And you said that this, uh, this sort of technology was with the government at first, and then somehow Cybertran, and you guys were able to get it. How did that happen? Uh, the Idaho National Lab, which is the Department of Energy Lab in Idaho, uh, their campus is around the size of Rhode Island, and so they wanted a transit system uh, to get people around their uh, their campus. And they put out a uh, request for proposals, and what they got back was sticker shock. They were like, why does this cost so much money? And so they decided that they would tackle that problem and develop their own. So they started with a clean sheet of paper, and they had some goals, which was lower cost, uh, safety, and efficiency, and they came up with uh, this system. Uh, when they were ready to deploy for deployment, uh, the Department of Energy determined that they didn't have a transit 
uh, mission at the Department of Energy. The gentleman that developed that was a chief engineer at the Idaho National Lab uh, retired, purchased the rights of the technology, and started Cybertran. Uh, he has since passed on, but uh, uh, we are uh, the, the company is charged with uh, commercializing and uh, and deploying the system. We're getting ready for full-scale demonstration uh, and deployment, and we're anticipating uh, beginning uh, this year uh, for that. Man, that sounds like, it's, hey, Dexter, it sounds like uh, if I was an investor, I'd want to invest in Cybertran. I mean, is there any windows of opportunity for some people to come alongside and support you and, and maybe even invest in what you're doing? Um, we're getting close to, uh, you know, funding. Uh, until then, we are entertaining an investor. Wow. Man, I, I, I was just thinking about what you were saying when you were talking about being a low-speed, high-speed how do you how do you exist if the government's talking about doing these, you know, bullet trains? You know, they're trying to do high speed rail from San Francisco to L.A. And they say those those speeds may get up to like 200 pounds. I mean, 200 miles per hour. And is that anything similar to what they're doing in China? Because I know that's one of the models they're looking at. Well, high speed rail, you know, has its applications. It's not a, uh, a one size fits all. I think that here in this country, it, it has a, a couple of of applications. Uh, in the event that there is a deployment of a system, uh, people got to get to it. And so, uh, you know, we are an ideal feeder system for a high speed uh, rail. Mm-hmm. High speed rail is, you know, over 200 miles an hour. 200 miles an hour. We can go. Uh, we're designed to go up to 150 miles an hour, uh, but people got to be able to get to it. So we can go down closer in, not necessarily into the neighborhood, but we can go on the edges edges of neighborhoods and pick up passengers and take it to the system and 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 uh, uh, and bring the high speed rail uh, systems. But at the same time, depending on you know how far you want to go, uh, I mean, let's take the high speed rail in California. They're limited in how many stops that they can have on the line. The more stops they put, they put on the line. It slows the system down, so they're limited. So people, so not everybody along the route has access to it. They have to get to it. Whereas with a system like ours, anybody along the route can have 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 a stop because stops don't stop don't uh, slow our system down because our our stops uh, are offline. We pick we move off the main line to pick up passengers, just like getting off the freeway to get gas. We move off the, off the line to pick up passengers, and then we can go back and go in any direction that the that the rail goes. So we don't have to go down to the end of the line and then turn around. We turn around at every station. Man, Dexter, that is so powerful. I mean, I get the vision of you guys being a feeder into the high-speed rail system, which is such a natural, and you guys can do all the things you were talking about, work an airport or work a you know a location to where people need direct transportation, like a FedEx or something, where they go to a port of Oakland and then go to somewhere else. Man, Dexter, now we got about a minute and a half, but I'd like for people to know, one, how to reach you again, and then two, what do you need people to do to sort of help promote this? Do you need uh, people to talk to their local Congress people or city council people? What do you need, Dexter, and how can people reach you in a minute and a half? Okay, LinkedIn is, is probably the best way to reach out to me. I check my LinkedIn uh, all the time. But when it comes to, to transit, 
uh, in this country, uh, everyone wants to be second. Uh, nobody wants to be first. And so uh, they tend to do the same old thing. So if you're interested in something like this, then yes, you call your congressperson, call your mayor, call your council member, call your county supervisor, call your state legislators, and let them know and say, hey, we want Cybertran. We're interested in Cybertran. We don't want that old uh, system that's, you know, 100-year-old technology and, and, and brought in here. We want the future. Because yesterday's technology isn't serving us well today. Why would we be planning tomorrow on yesterday's technology? Man, Dexter, that's a perfect way to wrap it up. I mean, people should know this. This ultralight rail system is Cybertran, and Dexter Visenal is how you can learn more about it. Well, thank you, Dexter, for being our guest today. For those of you who want to hear the show again, go to blackchamber.com. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected. Silicon Valley Business Connections. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.